Hello, and welcome to One Conversation, the podcast where we believe one conversation can change life. My name is Brianna, and I'm here with my co-host, Lisa. And today we're going to be talking about breakups. So something that maybe is not talked about a whole lot, but every, everyone goes through them, so it's important to talk about it. Today we are going to talk about some things to think about if you are a person going through a breakup and some things to think about if you are a person who is being told by a friend that they are going through a breakup. Yeah. And so really quick to start off, I will just say we are definitely missing our other co-host, JC, but an exciting announcement to everybody. We are also going to be launching kind of a sibling podcast to this, but it's all going to be in Spanish. And so Miss JC will be with us um, and future episodes here on our English version of this podcast, but she's going to be having a heavier involvement, um, kind of producing the Spanish version of this podcast as well. So definitely if you're Spanish speaking, definitely check that out. Uh, but just wanted to address that we do miss her, but she's not in the room today and that, and that is why. Um, but I'm also really excited to talk about this. I think every single person, and unless you're like that magical unicorn of a person that met someone in high school and it's their forever sweetheart and you've gotten <laughs> married to them and it's stayed, you know, pretty well and you guys are still together, unless that's you, every single person's going to experience breakups. And you're right. It's, it's this weird niche that we don't usually talk about. Um, and it's interesting because even in our field, we do a great amount of work talking about how you you know, approach relationships in a healthy way, what they look like when they're turning unhealthy or abusive. And this sometimes gets left out and dealing with a breakup is really crucial. Again, we're all going to go through a breakup at some point. There's such a wide variety of feelings of kinds of breakups that you're going to go through. Some are going to impact you way more than others. And so I think this is a really great opportunity today um, to really have this conversation and really kind of just uncover a lot of these things and, and how we can make it a little bit easier for ourselves. Cause there's definitely ways that we can, um, and kind of get through these things a little bit easier, perhaps faster or help someone else get through a breakup as well. Yeah. I think just talking about it can help kind of clear things up or give some tips and tricks when normally this might be a, you know, everyone remembers their first breakup of not really knowing how to navigate it. <laughs> yes. So if by chance we are catching you before your first breakup, uh, I hope that we can help you. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. We know how awful that, especially that first one can be, you know, especially yes. if we're a little bit younger, right. And we're kind of mm -hmm. um, in that state where these relationships are maybe magnified, right? And so, yeah, I definitely hope we could provide some support out there today uh, and some encouragement to anyone that's going through this. Absolutely. So let's dive right in. So if you are going through a breakup, it is so important to, even before the breakup is really happening, maybe you're on the verge, you're thinking maybe that might be where the relationship is headed. <clears throat> it is so important to identify a support system. So we talked about having a support system in our self-care episode, how important that is, because there's people around you that want to be there for you. You know, we can each think of people that we want to be there for. And so, of course, then there's people who are thinking that same thing about us. It's sure. so important to identify that before, because if you're in some sort of a tense situation where you really need to talk to someone right then, 
uh, again, just like our self-care tips, it's better to have that running list of, okay, who's in my support system that I could reach out to if slash when this relationship leads to a breakup. Yeah. And I think something to think about too is your partner is probably a big source of your support, right? And so if you are figuring out that maybe I want to end this relationship or, you know, need to end this relationship for any reason, that might be a big first step because if that person was your support and kind of your only source of support, we talked about this last time with relationship challenges and sometimes we lose ourselves, right? And we kind of, we start to really only spend time and focus with that one person. And so if they're our one source of support, then yeah, it's going to be really important for us to start kind of doing that work ahead of time and figuring out, you know, when I'm no longer speaking to this person, you know, how, how am I going to receive that support, right? Who's around me that's going to be able to kind of be that person for me. Yeah. Such an important note that isolation is huge and that can be a very realistic thing that you're in a relationship and you don't feel like you have a support system. So maybe that means a crisis line or a chat line, something like that, that can be your support in that moment, but just identifying someone outside of yourself that you could chat about these things with. So in talking to that person, definitely tell them if your relationship is over, tell them that it's over. Make it just very clear. Because I think we've all been in those conversations where they're kind of talking about, oh, this isn't really going well. And maybe they're using this vague language about, I don't know, I don't know, I'm not sure about this relationship anymore. Right. So if you're wanting to talk to someone about a breakup, let them know I'm talking to you about this and it's over. Just make it clear so that everyone is on the same page with what we're talking about. Yeah. And sometimes it's like there's nothing worse than if it is vague, right? Because that person is left to feel like they're unsure, right? Like, should I still be making effort to make it work? Are we just on a break? Are we figuring things mm -hmm. out? And so if you really like needed that space and you didn't if you weren't really open and honest about that, that you need the space, that this is done, right? Like I just kind of need that that distance or that time from you. Again, if that person feels like maybe I can fix it, maybe we can talk about it, maybe I can come back and show them, right? Then you may feel really overwhelmed, like this person's crossing your boundaries and it's unfortunate, right? It might be really unintentional on their part. They're just unsure. They're not exactly sure if they really should just let that relationship go or if you have right and so yeah that's definitely a really important thing to keep in mind and it could be hard we don't want to hurt people but you mm -hmm. sometimes we can hurt people more right we can hurt people more by not just being honest because if they are kind of let on or you know kind of feel like they are not sure like they're still trying and giving and you're just backing away or getting angry that's it's kind of unfair to that person. And it's just, it's unfortunate, right? When it could have just maybe um, been cleared up a whole lot easier and not had those feelings, right? Of going too far, someone's pushing your limits and they just won't stop. Yes, so speaking of missing, or, or speaking of feelings, sorry, uh, it is totally normal to miss the person that you were in the relationship with. No matter what happened in the relationship, if it was abusive, it was if it was healthy, it is normal to feel that void once that person's gone, especially if it was a long relationship, but any length of the relationship, it's normal to feel that there's something missing and to miss that person. So in breakups, it might be useful for some people to make a list of what went wrong in the relationship, the reasons that led you to deciding to break up, 
and keeping that list handy. So when you have those times when you're missing the relationship, because it can be so easy to look back and think of all the good things, right? Our brains mm -hmm. tend to make us want to remember the good things. And if yeah. that's clouding your judgment and you're thinking, oh, maybe I should get back with this person, you could pull out that list. And if there's things <laughs> on that list that are still on your non-negotiables, just like they were when you initiated the breakup and went through the breakup, then that can help you reconsider whether or not you want to go back to that person. Yeah, nostalgia is big, right? I think yes. we, for anything, not just relationships, but especially relationships, we tend to fantasize or we tend to be really nostalgic over the good moments, right? Maybe that honeymoon phase we talked about and everything that we built during that time that seemed so perfect or over the top or romantic. Um, and when you're going through this, you know, like she said, I, I almost think about this and I, I've talked to other people going through breakups. I feel we have to frame it in a way where it's kind of grieving a loss of somebody. They're not past, but in a way, their connection to your life, them being present in your life, that might not be the case anymore. So sometimes it could feel a lot like that. Like we are grieving a loss of somebody, right? Because we don't have that good morning text every day. We don't have that person mm -hmm. checking in. We don't have that support. We don't have that, you know, show we watch together every night and talk about it or decompress after work. So there is that kind of a void. And if we're left with that void and we are kind of stuck in that nostalgia and just thinking, well, you know, they did really do these great things for me. And, you know, it was so wonderful in the beginning. If we get caught up in that, I mean, that could be really um, kind of detrimental to our process of healing and moving on, right? Because mm -hmm. there could be a lot of things that happen that once you just really start to bring those up, maybe access that list and remind yourself that, oh, yeah, this happened too, though. And yeah, it kind of, these things happened and I really was not okay with that. That was really hurtful in that moment, just kind of um, counteracting that nostalgia, right? Like with that list, with those actual things that you took out of the relationship that didn't serve you, it's going to help you really reframe the decision you made, right? And, and maybe maintaining that breakup if it was the best thing to do for you. And so I think that's a great thing to do is write that stuff down. I know there's like a Dua Lipa song she talks about for five rules and has them written down. And every time she needs to remember them, she says them out loud. But there's something really powerful to that, right? It's really, mm -hmm. it's reframing our experiences because if we're stuck in that nostalgia and just the, the good and the lovey and all the fun memories, you know, if there was enough there to deconstruct that relationship for us, you know, it's, it's just important to kind of put that back in the scene too. That way we're not just stuck with that feeling, right? Maybe that we did something wrong or I don't know that we're just really left being hurt by this breakup when really might've been something really beneficial for us. Yes. Everyone has their non-negotiables in relationships and it's important to remember those and to stick to those and to not be clouded by all the good things that happen in the relationship because yeah, the honeymoon phase and I'm sure even mixed in with the bad things, there were some good things, but it's important to stay true to yourself and what you deserve in relationships. And so keeping that list, even though it might seem like writing down all the negatives, you're kind of focusing on the negatives, but it's really focusing on what you're worth and the realistic uh, expectations of the relationship or realistically what you deserve in relationships. So it just serves as a reminder for that. As far as going through the breakup itself, actually having that conversation, which, hi, hello, not a friend, not a fan of confrontation. 
Uh, <laughs> so this is a <laughs> difficult one for me, uh, but it is better to do them in person. There's a lot of considerations that go into this, especially now. It could be maybe it was an abusive relationship. So there's con some considerations with that. And also just during this COVID time, there's some considerations with that as well. If you're not comfortable meeting that person in person, uh, then it would make the phone or the text breakup more suitable. So in the abusive relationship, if you're concerned about your safety, probably not a good idea to meet in person. If you feel that you can or should meet in person, definitely do it in a public place, somewhere <clears throat> where there's gonna be other people around. And so you, whoever the other person is in the relationship has to be accountable for any actions because they're in a public place. But definitely considerations to take, even though we give the recommendation it's best in person. Um, there's things to think about and your safety is number one, of course. Yeah, we respect you thinking about your safety first and foremost, not the judgment of what I should do and what's right here, but it's yes. just how you feel safest. Um, and to speak to that too, even like bringing a friend with you that can seem really awkward and know your friend does not need to like stand there next to you the whole time you're <laughs> breaking up with that person. But even, you know, if they're kind of off to the side, you know, just kind of hanging out and just waiting right during that conversation, just so you know, you have someone there. And again, so it's, it's, bad to say it this way, but even just so there's kind of like witnesses, right? So if anything does occur, um, there's maybe less of a chance of it because there are so many people around, but there's also people to step in and possibly provide help or just maybe dismantle a situation if it does tend to escalate. And so those are definitely all big things to keep in mind. And yeah, we totally respect right now if you are worried about COVID, if you are worried about your safety, if you choose to break up on the phone or through text, again, it's whatever you feel safest doing, right? It really comes down to that. We respect kind of any yeah. decision you're going to make. Yes. So after the breakup, after that conversation happens, it is important to limit the alone time that you have with that person. You know, maybe you have the breakup and it's a tough conversation, but then after the big emotions of the moment kind of fizzle out a little bit, maybe one person suggests, oh, well, we used to always go to Taco Tuesday and it's Taco Tuesday tonight. Do you want to still do that? It's important to still give that alone time, give that space, even though it could seem like, oh, we can just transition into being friends. <laughs> That's going to work. <laughs> <laughs> give it time, give it space. If you wanted to end that relationship, remember your reasons and just don't spend alone time around that person. If you're in the same friend group and you have to spend time around them in bigger groups, uh, then that's a little bit of a different story. Just again, don't go for that alone time. And especially right at first, because I don't think it's like impossible yeah. to not be able to spend time with an ex in some kind of a gradual right. way, right? Maybe we do have mutual friends, um, sure. but make sure that you're taking that time because again, we can get wrapped up right back in the nostalgia. We're spending that time. Maybe, you know, we're going to even try to go back into a honeymoon phase there. Like we're broken up and now we're hanging out and this feels good again. Right. And so we could easily maybe get back in a circumstance where again, we're like, man, I 
feel like I need to end this. And, you know, maybe it's more difficult the next time or, or just being in that experience again, right? So just thinking about right off the bat, limiting that time. Um, maybe they're not the most appropriate person to help support you and get you through this breakup. It just kind of makes sense that your ex may not be the best form of support to help you through that breakup and vice versa, right? If you feel guilty, like you've made them sad, you're not usually the correct person to be able to provide them that healing, right? It's probably not going to really be effective coming from you as much as, you know, you may really care and want to make them feel better and hope that they move past it. That might be really challenging, right? And kind of impossible with you in that role. And so thinking about it that way too, um, they just might not be that person. It might feel good to be around them. You may still really care mm -hmm. about them as much as it didn't work, which is unfortunate. But in the same respect, just, just keep that in mind. It, it could be harder, right, to kind of prolong things or keep that nostalgia going. You know, I was just thinking about, wouldn't it be cool if there was some kind of scientific formula for like, okay, relationship was three years, breakup, you will be over them in six months. <laughs> <laughs> like a timeline, yeah. <laughs> Take six months if you're good to go. Length of relationship, times, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'd be really interesting. But no, and I don't think there's any length of time. I think- no. So many people, I've talked to so many people that have had their own personal schools of thought of like, you need to go, you know, like six months. It needs to be like right. a week. And after a week, get back out there. Or like, I would take a year. There's no timeline. It's personal. This is not, right? This is not one size fits all. I think like thinking back to our first episode on self-care, which is clearly not the same topic, but even in that, right? The way that we cope, the way that we feel like we reconnect and kind of recenter and reprogram ourselves to be the best version of us. That's always a one size fits all process. This is the same way. And so I think that's another thing, um, a great point to kind of keep in mind that, and even for you, every relationship and that duration of time afterwards may be different based on the relationship that you had. Right. Mm -hmm. And so don't um, have expectations. I think I, I've keep saying don't have expectations throughout <laughs> all these episodes uh, but it's really true right like try yeah. not to have expectations of yourself like I have to feel better you know it's six months now and that's what everyone tells me I got to get over it and you know and it's not working for me um, don't have those expectations there's kind of no need to as you're going through this because at the end of the day just if you're taking you know kind of these steps and, and taking steps towards you know bettering yourself and moving past it it'll happen um and forcing yourself or feeling down on yourself that you know that two-week time period everyone told you about past and mm -hmm. i'm not over it yet so definitely keep that in mind as well yeah it's like you talked about with grief which is obviously a different subject when you're grieving something but mm -hmm. same thing there's no timeline or expectation for that of you knew right. this person for this long, you should be over them at X amount of time. There is no timeline, but I've heard the same things. I, I think there was one in high school that was going around of like, okay, if it was two years, you need to wait <laughs> for sure like two weeks. <laughs> Those are the best ones in high school too, because we're like, we know this, right? <laughs> Tried and true, yes. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. And that's just, I don't know. I feel like it, even for me, I mean, I, and I'll share this. I just recently, um, as of a few weeks ago, went through a breakup, a pretty significant one. And it's interesting um, because there's been breakups in my past that definitely lapsed a lot longer than um, the feeling that kind of came out of this breakup. But again, situations 
are always different and that's going to be a big factor, right? So the way that we, and you know, my partner ended this last relationship, there was a lot there, there was cheating, there was mistrust. And so for me personally, a lot of that is kind of what Brianna spoke to, like my non-negotiables, you have to be honest with me. And even in that time, it was like, okay, you've done something awful, but even if you could just be honest, we could talk about it. Like maybe there's a way where I can see that honesty and see us moving past it. And there wasn't. And so for me, that was my non-negotiable, right? But again, that relationship and that breakup, that was really significant. That was years of time. Um, but just having that non-negotiable there, I ended up getting over that relationship rather quickly. And it was a lot to do with, again, that the honesty um, and the way that things were handled, it didn't have that same impact that other breakups had on me, right? When things maybe just ended because we didn't vibe as well. And sometimes it's like, you're sad, right? And that takes a lot longer to get over because the nostalgia comes in, nothing really awful mm. happened. And we're still thinking if we made the right decision, right? And it seemed like this one, I think that length of time was a lot shorter because really quickly I knew, right? That was my non-negotiables, cheating, honesty. And so for me, getting over that process, right? It came a lot quicker. And there was times where I was kind of even judging myself. I remember having a conversation with my girlfriends. We FaceTimed, you know, like a week after it happened. And I said to them, I was like, you know, it's, it's just really weird. Like I'm kind of in shock, but like, I'm not really sad about it. And I'm kind of judging myself. Like I feel like a, like a bad person. And the two of them, I'm so happy, you know, that they're these types of people. They stopped me immediately and just said, you're feeling exactly how you should be feeling. This mm -hmm. is you going through this and it doesn't matter. There's no one size fits all. There's no way you should be feeling right now. If you're not sad, like good, that's okay. And if you end up being sad, that's fine too. And we can be here for you in whatever ways you need. Right. Um, but it was an interesting moment thinking about that. Right. It's just, it's always going to feel different. You know, there's always going to be a different length of time, a different mm -hmm. space where you feel okay or not okay. And, and that's, and that's okay. Right. That's okay yeah. to go through that. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. And that's actually a great segue into our next part that we're talking about as far as friends responding to breakups. But real quick, before we get into that, I just want to mention, since we talked about being the person in a breakup, I know we've talked about in previous episodes of like sending us an email if there's something you want to ask us or add into. So real quick, before we move on to the next section, if there's something that you want us to speak to as far as what it feels like to be in a breakup or questions regarding that. Uh, jot it down right now, and then at the end of the episode, we'll be giving all of our information for you to send that in. We would love to address that further about breakups. Do a part two. Absolutely. <laughs> so moving on to being the friend who is hearing from someone that they are in a breakup, going through a breakup. So it's important to respond to them with open-ended questions. So what that means is questions that don't result in a yes or a no. So a closed-ended question would be like, oh, did he cheat on you? That's just giving them a yes or a no. But instead, you could ask, tell me the reasons or, or tell me what led up to this breakup. So that's giving them the whole range of answers to really open up to you rather than you giving them just the closed-ended yes or no. So really giving them just the space to talk about it. Yeah. 
Yes, good point. And then, so talking about breakups with youth, I know as an adult, sometimes we can look at their breakups and think, oh, I remember my first love. You know, we were talking about <laughs> reminiscing our first breakups <laughs> you know, in the good old days. This is what I experienced pre-social right. media breakup. <laughs> Much better. <laughs> yeah. We can look back on it and we can view their relationships of, okay, you're going to get past this. You'll have more. It's going to be okay. But maybe for them, that is the first one. Maybe that is the most catastrophic thing that they've been through in their lives. So yeah. for them, it might really be that they feel their world is ending. Right. So when we hear that, we can like I was saying, very often be like, okay, no, you'll get over it. Here's an ice cream. You're fine. But <laughs> for them, it is a huge deal. And so it's important for us in responding to young people who are experiencing breakups to really recognize that, that it is a very big thing for them. Yeah. I like that you mentioned too, uh, this might be their first big loss because that really yeah. might be. They've not some individuals, especially in high school, like this might be the first time they're really experiencing a deep loss. So to them, again, it's not the exact same thing as dealing with grief and loss in that way, but it, it could feel very similar. And so that's just something really, really to keep in mind, because we know that youth are going through a lot with hormones, with the way that they view the world, with the way that things are magnified to them. And so especially keeping that in mind that there's trauma there. And so, you know, it, it's important to take that seriously as dramatic or just teenage angsty as it may seem. It's just important to keep that in mind. Yes, absolutely. So tagging onto that, if we're talking about the world ending, someone feeling like their world is ending, that can lead into someone having thoughts of suicide, which is a very common theme that can come up in breakups. And so it's really important if you're having a conversation with someone who's in a breakup and they are giving you some of the cues of maybe thinking about suicide, it is so important to connect them with resources right then and there. You know, stop that conversation right there. That then becomes the most important thing to talk about. So yes. we have the suicide prevention hotline for you or the suicide crisis line. So that is 800-273-8255. And I'll repeat that again at the end as well when we go over our resources. But so important to make sure that they are connected to the right resources right then and there. Yeah. And if you do start hearing that language and something too, um, we will do a full episode on suicide prevention. We'd love to have, um, we have a lot of great people within our local community that work mm -hmm. for the suicide prevention network. And so we want to have uh, an episode speaking to that, but just to bring something up, if you do hear someone that is kind of alluding to self-harm, um, kind of, you know, using any kind of language, you're kind of worried about them doing this. It's okay. And it's important to ask direct questions, right? Ask, you know, are you thinking of yes. suicide? Are you thinking of harming yourself? And that could seem like really jarring, like that's so inappropriate to do that. It's actually one of the best approaches to take. And I know that only from taking suicide prevention trainings and having education on that. It's important to be, like she said, kind of stop what you're doing, right? And, mm -hmm. and address that because, you know, especially if someone feels like they've tried to maybe put out that red flag or put out that warning that, hey, I'm feeling this way. And if they think someone kind of just mm, too big for me, right, or didn't mm -hmm. hear it or didn't acknowledge it, 
that could be really damaging for them, right? To kind of think that like, I couldn't really say it. I tried to, but they just didn't really support me. So now I'm just kind of left with that. And so definitely, like she said, kind of stop what you're doing and ask those direct questions as awkward as that could seem. Um, But again, we will, we will definitely have a whole episode on that to provide all encompassing kind of education and support on that. Yeah, so much more to say there, but thank you for including that, that it does not plant the seed in their head of, oh, now they're going to be thinking about suicide because I asked that question. That has been proven false over and over again. So thank you so much for bringing that up. Absolutely. So the next one, um, the next tip on our list is to talk about the behaviors, not the other person in the breakup. So not the so someone's coming to you and they're in a breakup and you don't want to be talking bad specifically about their partner. If their partner is exhibiting unhealthy behaviors, you want to be talking specifically about those behaviors. We've talked about this in previous episodes and it takes on average seven times for someone to leave an unhealthy or abusive relationship. And so this might be time number two. And maybe that person is going to be, unfortunately, back with that person in two weeks or so. There's, again, no timeline on that. But it is important for you to focus on the behaviors because if you're just focusing on the person, if the friend that you're talking to goes back into that relationship and then maybe the next breakup, they might not think of going to you because you obviously showed your distaste for that person and maybe they're thinking that you might not hear them out as well as they want to be heard out. But Mm -hmm. if you're specifically only talking about the behaviors, uh, then that leads into still being that safe person for your friend to talk to next time, if there is a next time. Yeah, you're not shutting that door, right? Because if they think Mm -hmm. that even me being confused right now, and maybe I'm thinking about getting back with this person. I know for me in times where I've done that to myself, where maybe I've, I've had support, maybe someone had kind of address the support in that way, right? Where they framed it like, this is what you should be doing. And even if they were ultimately correct in that, right? A great deal of kind of those those mental gymnastics, right? Of maybe feeling guilt or shame, because I, but I am thinking about it though. But now it's like, I am not only maybe affecting me in this decision, I feel like I'm also going to be affecting this person, right? And they might judge me or they might not respect mm-hmm. me anymore. And so that adds a whole other layer of just kind of unnecessary judgment, stress on that person that they don't really need to carry, right? And, and just, again, an unfortunate big way we, we can kind of shut that door of support without really meaning to, right? Again, I think we brought this up. It's not about if you're going to have a conversation with someone in the relationship or through a breakup, you can support that person and not the relationship, right? Mm-hmm. And so there's still ways of doing that. And and when you talk to this person, you can respect and support them by still respecting and supporting if they did make that decision to go back, but you can speak to that behavior, right? Like this is what I don't appreciate here, right? And that, again, leaves a, a much more non-judgmental platform for that person to seek you support in return. Yeah. So you mentioned <clears throat> that someone was saying things you should do or you should do this, you know, that sounds like someone giving advice, which is something to stay away from. You just right. want to let that person vent, give them the space to have a conversation with you and just to vent, to get out whatever they need to get out. And that 
does not need to be matched by you then giving advice. Just leave it at the venting, make sure and validate their feelings because like we said, feelings are feelings, they're neither right nor wrong. They are their feelings and they deserve validation in this situation. Yeah. So the next thing to chat about is reestablishing a routine outside of the relationship. So this is another one where I think we've all been there. You are in a relationship and then it ends and you think, oh, what do I do for fun? What do I do in my spare time? (laughs) Who am I? What happens now? (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. So reestablishing that routine. So what did you used to do before the relationship that you weren't doing, but would maybe like to take up again? Just start thinking about those things and reengaging in that self-care, taking care of yourself, recentering the focus on yourself. It's a little gift. You get to spend time on you. Yes. Yes. Clap to that. It is a gift. (laughs) This is my favorite step. And I call this reclaiming your time. And I love reclaiming your time. And I think it's just, it's almost to like uncover it and think about it in a much simpler way. Just trying to like think about this as a positive, right? Think about this, not as like all the loss I've suffered. And now this Mm -hmm. person is gone and I don't have that anymore. Instead, you know, it's just kind of a simple, almost reframing technique of like, well, what now do I have, right? Like what opportunity and time now do I have to explore all these things that I've been putting off? Yeah, I've been waiting to kind of spend time and do this and, you know, put my put my energy into this hobby or into this new interest. Um, and I think having just that idea of reframing, right? It's kind of taking it from not the things I've lost, but now like the opportunities that I have. And that could be really powerful because that loss I think is really overwhelming, especially at first. And if we kind of continue sitting in that, like I've just lost kind of state, it's hard, right? It's hard to even see opportunities or, you know, moments in time where we could take that time and enjoy it, right? Or kind of engage in that self-care because we're kind of stuck. And so I think that's a big one to do. I know for me personally, that was like my number one in this newest breakup um, because I'll tell you, it hit hard. It hit hard in a way that even though I was emotionally past it pretty quickly based on what had happened and just, you know, the the oh no no's that happened there. But a big thing was we lived together. And so overnight it became, you know, a relationship that was years long that was really built and detailed and sharing space to, you know, now this person's kind of gone, but also like all this stuff is gone. And I remembered walking around my apartment at first, and this was like the second day and I was still kind of processing and I was just kind of staring at all the empty space and how weird it was, right? Like now, like, oh my gosh, like this is gone and that piece of furniture Mm -hmm. and that picture, that poster. And that first day, you know, it was, I was in that lost stage where I was like, oh, it's just so sad in here. It's just me. And then I put on some Lizzo and did some self work. (laughs) And in a few days later, when I was feeling good again, it became like, I get to redecorate my space however I want to. And that has been like, I'm still doing that. I'm still readjusting my space, remodeling, but that was really cool for me. I was like, I can actually just If I want to move my couch over here, I can do that. I can change up the entire layout. It's just me. And that was super as silly as that sounds of just like having decorating space at your house. That was really big for me. And it was a really big thing for me to reclaim my time and my space, right? And kind of make that my own. And I don't know, I definitely feel like that was a big part of me in that healing process, right? And getting out of that, like staring at the negative space and and sitting in that. Yes, I love that reframe taking that time for yourself and 
what can I do with this time that I now have? How can I better myself now that I'm right. looking at it from this perspective? Yeah. So the last couple of things to chat about um, on this list is that it's okay to set boundaries when in this conversation. So if you're not in the headspace where you can handle someone talking about their breakup to you, maybe you're going through your own mental strife of whatever kind. I mean, you don't even, for whatever reason, you're not in the right headspace. Definitely set that boundary and let them know, hey, I appreciate you coming to me. I'm not available to talk about this right now, but then provide them with some resources where they could go. There's websites that have chat features like ours, little plug. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, multiple crisis lines where you could direct them so that you're not just saying, oh, I can't chat about it, good luck. You know, you're telling them these other places that they can go. And just remember in this conversation, it's not your job to fix anything. Even if you do take on this conversation, you know, you have the wherewithal within yourself to take that on, not your job to fix. It's your job yeah. to listen, your job to help if there's anything that they can think of for you to help, but otherwise not your job. Right. Essentially, it's kind of just to be there and listen, right? If that's yeah. what they came to you to do is just talk or vent, it's just listening, you know? Um, and I think it's important to bring back up, you know, we can't save other people. Even if we like wanted to do that, it's, it's not yeah. even the right approach to take, right? It's trying to grab someone and pull them out of the situation or say, this is what you should do. Or so just keeping that in mind as well. Right. And it's, sometimes it's not us. Sometimes we are helping by redirecting to another resource, right? Sometimes don't feel like you failed or like I haven't done anything or I should have done more. If you've directed somebody when you're like, hey, this is kind of out of my bounds. I appreciate you telling me. It's really important that we connect you with somebody. And I think this person is gonna provide you the best support, right? Even again, that connection, you haven't failed. You have absolutely provided that person adequate support. So really don't put that judgment or that pressure on yourself. Like she said, you're not the mm -hmm. one to fix this. Ultimately, they're going to heal themselves, which is going to be the big takeaway, right, for them. Um, and that's going to happen whatever means and course they have to take to get there. And that doesn't always include you, right? And so definitely keep that in mind. As well-intentioned as you may be, um, just don't have that expectation for yourself and just, yeah, let them know, right? If it's if it's too big for you, if it's, if it's just something mm -hmm. out of your wheelhouse, they'll respect it more, right? Because you're respecting them and making that decision that I don't think I'm I don't think I'm able to provide the support you need, right? There's there's only respect in that. So keep that in mind. Right. And I just realized I totally forgot to mention this at the beginning of the episode, but this content that we are talking about, I uh, borrowed with love from One Love Foundation. <laughs> yes. So their website is joinonelove.org. They have fantastic resources. They have yes. a bunch of webinars going on right now. They're doing so much to reach out to young people. So yes, credit to One Love for framing this conversation for us. And I believe Lisa has a little bit more to discuss uh, from one of their resources that can be accessed. Yeah, so, um, and thank you for plugging them. They definitely deserve all the cred for this. Yes. Um, and as much as this is kind of like information that we 
kind of teach on, right? I think they just did a great job of really concisely putting these things together. And so a lot of this we already talked about throughout this conversation, uh, but they have a list of um, kind of how to bounce back from a breakup. And so we wanted to kind of just go over that quickly just to make sure we're hitting all those points that maybe didn't come up in our conversation, uh, but they're really good things to keep in mind. So number one on that list is actually kind of what we were talking about reclaiming your time. They call it date yourself. And they say, start dating yourself immediately. Um, And so pretty much just getting right back into what we were talking about, right? Figuring out who you were. If you were spending a great deal of time with this person, if they were your source of support, if you did answer the question, what are your hobbies with like hanging out with my boyfriend or girlfriend, right? It's a good time to start exploring who you are. And it's going to be really important to do that, right? As you move along and you're single and maybe you're going to get back out there or just spend that time with yourself, right? So take that time to do that. Rediscover who you are, try out new hobbies, pick up things that you've always wanted to do. And and again, frame it in that way. This is cool. This is a unique opportunity to go back to school, pick up a hobby, hang out more time with friends and family, whatever that is. Number two on the list, and we did kind of discuss this as well, it's be honest with yourself. So especially if you're having that moment, and we all do this, even me saying that I got over that relationship really quickly, I did. But have there been weird moments of like, you know, TV shows that pop on that we used to watch or just things that come up or a song that kind of puts me back there a little bit. Sure. Mm -hmm. Right. But then I'm honest with myself, right? Okay. Yeah. It's nice. And it's okay to think about that, but I know kind of why that decision was made. Right. So making sure you're honest with yourself about what happened in this relationship, about what you need and about what your boundaries are. I could have been really willing to say that I love that person enough that, you know, I can kind of dismiss that behavior when I know that's just outside my boundaries, right? And Mm -hmm. I really could have uh, done all the work of the world to try to push that away, but I wasn't going to be honest with myself. And that was going to obviously come up, even if I did the best job burying that somewhere down deep in my psyche, it was going to come up at some point, right? So just be honest with yourself about what happened, about who you are and what you are and are not okay with. So number three on the list is going to be don't suggest to stay friends. And yes, we covered this too. So as much as it could be so tempting to rejoin them for Taco Tuesday or hang out with them in the ways that you used to hang out or send those, you know, good night or good morning texts because it's just comforting. That is just sometimes not going to be the way that we're going to heal, right? And it's mm-hmm. probably going to put us in a place where we're reconsidering, where we're kind of maybe even re-traumatizing ourselves a little bit, right? Kind of getting caught up in it and then remembering the things that happened and then getting caught up again. And so just, you know, moving through that. And again, maybe in the future you could stay friends or talk or whatever that could look like, but spend that time with yourself first. If you jump back in, that could be really damaging or just really confusing it can just put you in a definitely a vulnerable state the two of you right that could just end up with ill feelings that you both don't deserve to have right so just find other sources of support if you need to right kind of like what we talked about and just make sure that you take that time before you try to become their best friend again it may not work out so well for you Number four is maybe taking a social media timeout and maybe from all social media or maybe from that person's account. And so um, and I love that they even describe in this literature as well. They talk about how there's like many schools of thought. Some people are like, oh, if you have to block them, it's super immature. It just shows that you're like bitter. You haven't healed. Other people are like, I just think it's kind of adult. And why is there a need for me to like 
know what they're doing. I'm not really involved in their life anymore. It doesn't serve me, right? And so wherever you lay on that spectrum, that's totally fine. And if you feel like it's a good idea to kind of jump off all social media, you know, avoid yourself like posting those emotional breakup quotes on your story or you're, you know, kind of just scouring through their pictures and seeing who they're hanging out with and what they're doing, that could put you in a really unhealthy place. And so if you feel like that's an idea for you to take that time again away from all media or just their page in general, again, and don't judge yourself thinking like, well, that's immature. Do what you need to do, boo-boo, right? So take that time if you need to. Moving on, we have number five, avoid partying the pain away. And so I think, you know, if you feel like maybe you've spent that time with yourself and now you're kind of ready to get back out there, I'm ready to be social, you know, like going out and spending time with friends or like going to a party, those things, we're not saying that's like the worst thing you can do. But if you find yourself not in terms of like going out to kind of socialize or connect with people, if maybe you're starting to cope, right? And partying is your way of just coping. You're not trying to think about the relationship. So using any kind of substances, right? Or just like getting out and and having that mentality of just like nothing matters. It's not going to bring you healing, right? You're just probably coding over the situation or the pain. And once you're maybe sober or kind of out of that partying mindset, it's going to come back. Um, and so unless you really process that, right, that could be really damaging. And so mm-hmm. kind of thinking about anything, if you're going to use a really unhealthy coping mechanism to get over this and that's your crutch, we just want you to be the best version of you. Right. And so, you know, using all those kinds of things and going in that direction could just be really damaging to you with the work that you're trying to do and figuring out who you are. Don't, sh- don't shortchange yourself. If you need to heal from this, sometimes it hurts and it sucks, but we have to, examine. We have to think about what happened. We have to, you know, reaffirm why we made these decisions and yeah, trying to just be out of our minds there for a little bit. It's not going to, it's not going to fix it. Right. Mm -hmm. And so definitely keeping that in mind as well. Uh, And lastly, it's just trusting your gut. And so just making sure that even if you do start to feel, you know, like kind of that nostalgia moment, maybe you didn't have like a cheating breakup like I did. Maybe it was more mutual or just amicable in the way of like we didn't work out. But if you know it was right to do that, if you start having that nostalgia, like I miss them so much. They were so cute. (laughs) Just trust your gut, right? If you were really in that in that moment being like, this is not the person for me trust Mm -hmm. that, right? We, it's sometimes it's really hard to listen to that, but it's important because your gut is usually not wrong. And so just reaffirming that for yourself, right? That if I feel like I made the right decision for me, then yeah, then that's probably the right decision for you if you feel like it's the right one, right? So just keeping that in mind as well. And of course, I think there was like so many more things we could go over today. We wanted to keep this one a little bit shorter, but we're going to come back to this. Um, Super important. And I think just, you know, before we kind of get into our little meditation here, I think it's just all about you taking the time for you, right? As a a quick way to say that before we kind of go into our little ending piece after this meditation, just taking that time for you in whatever way that's Mm going to look like. And so on that note, as usual, we're going to have a very short meditation that you can follow along with and kind of just recenter yourself and just reframe for the rest of the day. And so right now, if you are able to take this meditation on, find yourself in a comfortable seated position, somewhere you can just fully relax. And I want everyone to just go ahead, take a nice deep breath in through your nose. And exhale through your mouth. Take a deep breath in and out. Take a deep breath in 
gently close your eyes and exhale. Take a deep breath in and out. Take a deep breath in and out. Take a deep breath in. Imagine a glowing ball of light. On your exhale, I want this ball of light to get a little bigger. Breathe in. Every inhale, I want you to grow this ball of light. And exhale, make it a little bit bigger. Grow it every inhale and exhale until you're surrounded by this light. And once you're surrounded by this light, with every inhale and exhale, imagine it just kind of giving you a little hug, just embracing you. If you become distracted, just focus on the rise and fall of your belly while you're breathing in and breathing out. On your next inhale, I want you to start shrinking that light around you. So with every inhale and exhale, bring that light from around you back into that ball of light. And when it gets small enough in your mind, just hold that ball of light in your hands. Take a deep breath in and fill your lungs. Hold it and exhale. Take a deep breath in all the way. Hold it and exhale. Take a deep breath in. On the slacks, exhale. You're going to blow that ball of light away. Very big exhale. Slowly go back to your normal breathing. Start to wiggle fingers and toes. Bring your attention back to your body. Readjust in your seats. Gently float your eyes back open into the room when you're ready. Wonderful. I know this was a little bit different than what we usually do. Uh, I attended a yoga seminar. Man, it was a few years ago now when they did that ball of light meditation. I remember the first thing I thought of when she was like, imagine a ball of light in my meditative state. I was like, where is this going? Um, but there was something just really 
for me connecting with that and kind of just having that moment and really um, like it, it sort of deepens your visualization and kind of just deepens that moment of you just, you know, kind of being in your mind, right? And being present with what you're doing. Uh, so I appreciate you guys getting weird with our meditation today and taking that time for yourself. Uh, but Brianna, I really appreciate the conversation we had today. I think, again, this is something we'll definitely come back to. I know, mm -hmm. again, for me personally, um, everyone's going to go through a breakup. Again, unless you're that unicorn that met your sweetheart in like second grade and you got married after high school and you're still together, we're all going to go through this. They're all going to be different. Some are going to celebrate that breakup. I know I've done that too, where I literally broke up with that person. Maybe I'm even crying because it was sad. And I walked out like, oh, thank God, right? Mm -hmm. Like I did it. I needed to do that. And other ones were going to be devastated, need, you know, that Ben and Jerry's on the couch and go through that yes. whole phase. So it's, it's always going to be different, but I appreciate us just kind of sharing, you know, the simple list and things to keep in mind because as different as they're all going to be, as heartbreaking, as easy, as empowering as breakups are going to be, I think if we kind of keep those things in mind, right? Reclaiming, reclaiming our time, being honest with ourselves about who we were, why we ended that relationship, why it wasn't serving us, and just making sure we're not coping in unhealthy ways, that we're taking mm -hmm. that time for us. No matter what kind of a breakup you went through, you know, we're not saying this is going to cure it overnight or there's any length of time and all this stuff should be working and making you feel better, but it's going to help you get there, right? Whatever process that you need to take. And so I think that's something really important to kind of end with, right? It's just taking your time. No one knows. No one's going to be able to tell you you'll feel fine within. We don't have that magical high school formula, right? Yeah. Or like one of those little paper things we used exist. to make in high school of like, <laughs> you need six more weeks, right? No. So it's just, it's taking the time for you. And just remembering why you did this, I think is a really big takeaway for me. Yeah, there is so much more to be said on this. So like I said, kind of midway through the episode, if there's something that you want to contribute to this episode or question you have, yes. um, oh, maybe listeners have a question for JC about this. And so we'll bring her back and do Ooh. breakups part two with JC. Yeah, um, let's put her on the spot. Let's do it. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> So any of those things, you can send us an email. It is outreach at liveviolencefree.org, and it is there on our screen. So we'd love to hear from you to have input on our, our part two that we'll eventually do. Maybe we'll wait till we get some questions. So send in those questions <laughs> or comments or whatever feedback you'd like to give us. We'd love to hear it. Yeah. And then, of course, I'm going to give the suicide crisis line number again. So that is... 800-273-8255. Like I said, on our website, we do have a chat feature. So that is liveviolencefree.org. In the bottom right-hand corner, you'll see an orange bubble with three dots across it. Go ahead and click on that and you can chat with an advocate. It is only open during our business hours. So that is Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. And that is Pacific Standard Time. But we have that available as well as our crisis line is available 24-7 and that is 530-544-4444. We want to thank everyone so much for joining us in this one conversation. You are now taking a step towards ending violence in your community just by being here, listening to us and joining this movement to end violence with us. So we thank you so much and we'll see you next episode.